Nation. The TNT Shop has great gift ideas for your furry family member at TNTradio.live. Issues that dominate America. This is State of the Nation on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Okay, well, hello there, everybody, and everybody in North America. Very happy. Well, actually, I should say the United States of America. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Welcome to State of the Nation. It's wonderful to be here. I'm Steve Hook, uh, doing it live on the Jersey Shore, and my man Brian Hesher McLean is out in Central Texas. Happy Thanksgiving to you, Hesh. How are you, brother? Wonderful. Happy Thanksgiving, Steve. It's great to be here with you on this fine American holiday, and happy Thanksgiving to you out there viewing as well. And if you're not in the United States, well, hey, thanks for being here with us and tuning into today's news talk for State of the Nation. That's right. From from one proud American colonizer to another. It is good to see you, and uh, we've got a big show for you. Um, it's Thanksgiving, so we're going to kind of try and lighten it up to a degree, I think. Don't you think that's in order, uh, Hash? I think that we should lighten things up a little bit uh, to the to the to the degree that we can. Uh, but it go. is, uh, yeah, it is. Uh, it is very good to be with you. There's a whole bunch of stuff. Some things that we talked about yesterday that we have since learned a few more details about. Uh, I'm thinking about the uh, the Rainbow Bridge at uh, in Canada. Uh, well, between Canada and the U.S. border, there initially we we were kind of led down the uh, the terrorist path. There weren't we? Uh, it turns yeah, out it doesn't really look like- interesting. I yeah. know. I was kind of glad that yesterday we used a little bit of forbearance when looking at it because there really just wasn't a whole lot available. But now that I've seen the video and they've yeah. uh, retracted all those terrorist statements, isn't it amazing? I mean. Why would they do that? Why would they tell the public falsely that it was terrorist oriented? Uh, it started a firestorm of people analyzing it as though it was such. And uh, yeah, uh, it's just really interesting I think and that, really sad too. I agree. I think, you know what I think? I think a lot of it is was for one, apparently uh, within mere minutes of, of the accident happening, uh, Canada shut every single border and they shut down airport travel Air flight uh, between the U.S. and Canada was was immediately suspended. So that, of course, gives rise to, well, now, why the hell would they do that if it wasn't terrorism? Um, but you're right. We didn't we didn't name it as such. We said, you know, to, to borrow to, to coin a phrase, it had all the traditional earmarks of terrorism, uh, which is something we've heard. But now that when you watch that video, man, oh, man, car was just hauling butt. Looks like it hit some. uh I don't know if it was like a median or a curb or something, and it went airborne, uh, and it slammed into the uh, into the border crossing station there. And thankfully, uh, the border agent that was in that that was manning that booth was was not badly hurt, uh, but unfortunately, the two uh, the two people that were in the car were killed. And if you watch the if you watch that uh, video, it would that was obvious that that was going to happen. Uh, it was uh, it was rather horrific. It reminded me of an accident we had here in Jersey about. Three years ago, these uh, two young kids were driving on about three miles away from me, and they were driving at a high rate of speed, teenagers, and they they hit a curb. And they if you could see if you guys could see how far they went and how high they went, they ended up putting the car in a second floor of an office building. They must have traveled through the air at least 120 yards through the air, about 40 feet high. Uh, just absolutely crazy and that's that looked very similar what we saw yesterday so be careful if you're driving absolutely you know and you know it reminded me of an incident a local incident here 
one of our friends in the neighborhood is prone to um, seizures, and he actually had one while pulling into his driveway. Uh, and, you know, you seize up, your muscles uh, clinch, and unfortunately his leg muscle was on the gas pedal, so uh, he drove right into his house, you know. I mean, the, the, it could be something like that, too. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's interesting you bring up the all the earmarks of a terror event. It's like, well, are the earmarks really that uh, reliable if, uh, if they're going to be reporting, you know, a terrible accident like that as such right away? I mean, I could understand maybe putting a notification out immediately to TSA and Border Patrol and whatnot, say, hey, high alert. Uh, we have an unknown situation up here beyond the lookout, but to tell the public that it's terrorism without even, you know, knowing is yeah uh, irresponsible, irresponsible. It was, it was basically, it, it, it could be, it could be terrorism. Well, yeah, anything could be terrorism for God's sakes, but yeah, uh, it doesn't look like it was, it looks like it was just a horrific accident. Who knows? Maybe they were. Yeah, maybe there was an argument in the car. Again, it's all speculation at this point. But by God, that video was horrific. Yeah, uh, yeah. that's for sure. So, but thank God Absolutely. it wasn't terrorism. Yeah, and just glad that you know. I mean, total tragedy, but glad that no one else lost their lives. You know, in in that tragedy, whatever caused it. Yeah, yeah, and I'm sure that we will get uh, get more details as those become available. But it was, uh, it certainly was a tragedy. It's a very, a very scary thing. You just don't you do you just don't realize how far your car can go if you you know when you're traveling at that rate of speed and you hit just a slight little incline, boom! It's like uh, all of a sudden you're evil Knievel. I mean, it's just uh, it was it was ridiculous. Um, yeah. So I look forward to getting the rest of it. Uh, anyway, uh, like I said, we've got a big big show today, and we're very happy to have you with us here. Why not give TNT Radio a follow? We sure would love it if you did that. We're on all the major social platforms, including, of course. Facebook, Twitter, or X now, Instagram, Gab, and Getter. Help us get the word out as we cover the biggest topics of our time on today's News Talk TNT Radio. Bringing you a worldview. I like to hear what's going on around the world. Today's News Talk Radio TNT. Okay, well, let's bring Ruckus into the mix. Uh, Adam Clark joins us now. Happy Thanksgiving, Adam. Uh, New details have emerged about the network of sophisticated high-end brothels uh, that allegedly serviced uh, politicians, military officials, and government contractors, according to one top federal investigator, uh, uh, according to top federal investigators on the case, uh, the operators of the prostitution ring kept impeccable records, which is good or bad, depending upon how you're looking at it. Uh, it uh, it records their entire illicit operation, which netted them over a million dollars. Boy, that is some high-end call, girls. Ruckus is going to break it down for us. Um, happy Thanksgiving, Ruckus. What's the story here, brother? The story is, I guess we're in the wrong business, gentlemen. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I could say that about 100 million different things. But yes, uh, this is fun, uh, I guess. Um, you know, the economy is not all bad, depending on what you're what you're doing for a living. I suppose that's one way of looking at it. Uh, but um, since you guys mentioned something about being a little more light and loose today, I guess I'll, I'll bring out some more of the fun details in my reporting today. How about that? Uh, so there might be some words that I use today that uh, I apologize to the parents if the kids want to ask you what it is. So maybe, um, you know, <clears throat> I'll, I'll try my Four hardest. More. But yeah, we are talking about uh, an adult subject here, but the new details about this crazy 
prostitution ring. It apparently operated in luxury apartments in Massachusetts and Virginia. Uh, we're learning about this thanks to an affidavit that was submitted to the U.S. District Court for the District of Massachusetts on Wednesday by DHS Special Agent Zachary Mitlitsky. That's right. In case you didn't know, the Department of Homeland Security was involved in this investigation. What does that tell you? Uh, the DHS agent argued that two of the co-conspirators in the case, Han Lee and Jun Myung Lee, could have access to even more funds than, the, well, you know, slightly over a million dollars uh, that the investigators are already aware of. And that could pose a flight risk and they should remain behind bars. Han, described by Mitlitsky as the leader of the scheme, quote, concealed over $1 million in prostitution proceeds, end quote. That's according to the filing. And I guess that's just one dude, just one dude that we know of on the books over a million dollars. During a search of the 41-year-old's Cambridge, Massachusetts apartment, Mitlitsky discovered, quote, unquote, bulk quantities of condoms and lubricants, lingerie, UTI and pregnancy testing kits and fake eyelashes. All right. As well as $22,000 in cash, dozens of gift cards, 16 cell phones and ledgers detailing quite accurately the financial records of the operation, according to the affidavit. Uh, Mitlitsky states, quote, I believe that Han's financial and business record keeping was impeccable. Han maintained ledgers detailing the daily activity of her brothels. By the way, Han is a girl. At the time of the search warrant execution, one such ledger was open to a page showing the stage names, appointment dates, and times and earnings of the women, end quote. That's according to the affidavit. And it notes that one of the names listed in the ledger matched a woman allegedly pimped out online by defendants and found present at the Tyson's Virginia brothel during the execution of a search warrant. Mitlisky states, quote, next to the ledger were envelopes containing bulk cash and handwritten notes with the stage names of women and a tally of their earnings, end quote. The agent describes finding a Louis Vuitton shoebox, that's an expensive name brand, uh, at Han's apartment, which contained hundreds of well-organized money order receipts, some of which he believes could be previously unaccounted for proceeds from the operation. Items indicative of Han's lavish and extravagant spending habits were also found, including luxury bags and shoes from designers such as Yves Saint Laurent, Givenchy, Louis Vuitton, Christian Louboutin, and Jimmy Choo. I don't think I've heard of half of those. Uh, they also found uh, a cell phone that Han appears to have used to communicate with the sex workers through a South Korean messaging app. So there's all that. Uh, and then real quick, there was about the other guy, this guy, Jun Myung Lee. He was believed to be, quote, in charge of booking the appointments for the sex customers, end quote, according to Mitlisky, who discovered $5,000 in cash, four ledgers and appointment books, and multiple computers and cell phones during a search of his Deadham, Massachusetts apartment. So lots of fun, juicy details coming out of this one, gentlemen. But notably missing from these reports thus far are the names of the people on the list because apparently remember the usda uh the, the the u.s attorney's office for the district of massachusetts said at the time of the arrest of these people that the quote commercial sex buyers allegedly included elected officials high-tech and pharmaceutical executives doctors military officers government contractors that possess security clearances 
professors, attorneys, scientists, and accountants, among others, end quote. And I imagine, gentlemen, that if they kept impeccable records, that would include these people's names. But what do you think? I think it would. Interesting. I mean, it's. I find it kind of strange that the names that are given here, that they focus on uh, Han and uh, Hung Yong Lee, right? Uh, they're very, they sort of bring to light that, oh, I'm so mad at the CCP sort of feel, right? Like you're, there's just an inherent, like, what if this is China sort of smell to it? And maybe there's a, there's a there there perhaps, but um, this is uh, reminiscent of an Epstein sort of uh, reporting here. No talk about the client list. No talk about the agreements that are penned when people take on secret clearances, top secret clearances, NDAs, this sort of thing. Um, I can guarantee you that this sort of behavior, being a client at this type of place while holding those type of credentials, is illegal. Very bad. Very bad. Can get you in big trouble. Big trouble in little DC. So uh, yeah, who are the clients? What? How often were they there? Who did they speak with? Are there video records? Are there transcripts? I mean, were there national secrets being bandied around? Was there favor gaining? Was there bribing? I mean, this should this should be like an Epstein style um, investigation. And if it was just a normal group of citizens, it would span outward. And anyone that had been, you know, suspected of a crime, three hops from all of their conversations would be looked at and logged. I don't see any trace of that going on here, Steve. And, and you know that that right there may be the uh, the, the tell, huh? Um, uh, much like the Epstein, it, it, it's who we don't hear about that we need to worry about. Um, you're not hearing about you're hearing about Hong, uh, and she kept impeccable records. Uh, I, th- I think uh, Ruckus, it sounded like it was a South Korean setup here. So I don't know if it was China or not, but I do know. Uh, that the fact that we haven't gotten the, if they kept impeccable records, they know exactly who their clients were. And by the way, so does the U.S. government. But the U.S. government has opted not to share that just yet. And I think, uh, like I said, there's your tell. I think we're you know, we know everybody that was at January 6th. We know everybody that's sitting in uh, solitary confinement right now. We know all of their uh, their, their backgrounds. Um, uh, to, to the extent that the government wants us to know, they were, of course, treasonous traitors, you know, um, but we're not going to get a damn word about these people. And, uh, I'd be very interested in finding out who that is. And hopefully there's some, uh, very intrepid investigative reporters on this, uh, on this story, trying to, trying to piece it together. But, um, who knows? I mean, it's just so, you know, I'm telling you, man, DC just, there's no morals in that city anymore. None. They're gone. They're gone. Whatever. They they could at least go to like Dubai or something if they want to behave like this. I mean, don't you people Bangkok. have options? Yeah, Bangkok, Bangkok, Dubai. Thailand. I, I mean, you got plenty of places you uh, psychos go and do this sort of behavior at. So yeah, it's it's um it just goes to show the hubris too, the carelessness, the yeah, you know the the lack of respect for any sort of you know decorum that uh befits a military leader a political leader um you know i mean who are these people what do you mean military leaders what do you mean politicians like uh that their constituents should know that their superiors should know that there's 
no excuse for this to be a a story that's shrouded in mystery and neurolinguistic programming. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and you guys. know the fact that we the fact that we don't know them is 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 kind of uh, kind of alludes to the fact that they're they're probably far and wide and and there's a bunch of people. What were you going to say, uh, Ruckus? I just I I think that this is inviting so much trouble. I mean, it, these are this list of potential clients is arguably the the most uh, blackmailable clientele list in existence, right? Um, so I'm I'm concerned who has this information, who could get their hands on this information, whether or not our you know criminal elements within our own government and agencies could utilize this information to as leverage against people. Oh, hey, you better play along or, oh, look, Daily Beast got a leak. And guess whose name was on that list, you know, to smear people they don't like. So I think the absolute best thing to do for everybody's sake is I think they should make this list fully public on a website so that nobody can ever get blackmailed over this. And they're just going to have to fess up to it and own own up to it like a grown up. I would yeah. just say this. All I would say is this, and and, and it's to your point, uh, Ruckus. We all remember the Monica Lewinsky scandal back in 96. I remember, and this is, by the way, that is where the worm turned for me with regarding my political affiliation. It was almost uh, not even a week later that I said, that's it. I'm done with the Democrats. Not because I'm holier than thou, not because I'm more morally upright, but because I saw what was going on there, and I said, this guy has got the morals of a garden slug. And to what you just said, Hesher, this is what happened if the CCP found out about what was going on in the Oval Office during the pizza deliveries and the uh, human uh, using uh, Monica as a uh, as a human humidor for cigars? What happens if our enemies find out about this? Uh, that's what, but, but all the left would say is, oh my God, it was a consensual affair. Get over it. That's all it was. It was so much more than that. It was always more than that. And they just could not bring themselves to admit that it was more than that because they have the morals of a garden slug. And apparently this has, uh, become a a rather incestuous, uh, situation inside the beltway, uh, between military leaders, NGOs, politicians, staffers. It's pretty pathetic, and uh, we've just lost all sight of morality in this nation. And I, I don't mean to be a holy roller on the subject, but uh, you know, it's I, I, you know, I would never do it, and uh, I can say that with uh, without any equivocation. Pretty, it's pretty sickening story, really. Yeah, it's really troubling. And uh, Steve, I think many Americans' concern is that the people that have that list are the same people that have the Epstein list. Exactly uh, right. Exactly this right. Country, which would be very bad. All right, Ruckus, we got to let you go. We'll see you in the next hour. Thanks for being here on State of the Nation at today's News Talk TNT Radio. TNT Radio's Steve Malsberg. I don't know if you're aware of the so-called protests that took place at the gates of the White House, where uh, red paint, supposed to be blood, was uh, thrown at the uh, gates. The gates were being um, grabbed and, and shaken back and forth. Uh, you had F Israel painted on uh, on the wall of a building. You had a statue in Lafayette Park defaced. You also had chants of F Joe Biden. And yet, with all that, and I think of January 6th, and there were some people who deserved to be arrested, certainly on January 6th, but they're still going after people who simply walked into that building and did nothing. Uh, and yet you had one person arrested during that whole episode that I just described in Washington, D.C., at the gates of the White House and in Lafayette Park over the weekend, Saturday. It sounds pretty incredible. 
incredible. The Steve Malzberg Show on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Council and DOJ have approved a no-knock breach. We want the subject to be on display, doing the walk of shame, full visual impact. Any questions? Are we becoming a police state? Government told American citizens they couldn't go to church on Sunday. For the first time in my life, I'm saying to myself, am I going to get a knock at the door? FBI warrant, come to the door now! The Patriot Act and FISA were used against Donald Trump. These individuals have commissioned the biggest propaganda play in U.S. history. They don't go after the people that rigged the election. They go after the people that want to find out what the hell happened. We don't need to have a crime. What we need is a person to look at. And then we go find out what crime you did. FBI! Our focus is shifting. Our main priority as a bureau is going to be domestic terrorism. It really paints anybody who's right of center. If you're a pro-life, pro-family Catholic, they define you as radical. These are anti-government. We have freedom of religion and freedom of speech. Violent extremists, and they must be dealt with. We can do anything we want. If you're still wearing a cloth or surgical mask around in public, you're guilty of spreading COVID misinformation. It really is that simple. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Indeed, it really is that simple. This is State of the Nation, and we are about to be joined, rejoined by our friend Peter Roth, Newsweek contributing editor. Uh, He writes about U.S. politics in all its forms, and uh, he can be found at Newsweek, American Liberty, Uh, news and daily caller and frankly all over the media peter uh happy thanksgiving thank you for taking the time to join us today uh here steve hook and i are very happy to see you and uh yes uh, happy thanksgiving happy thanksgiving brian happy thanksgiving stephen good to be with you you as always good to have you peter absolutely it's not everybody that can get me to walk away from a table full of food but tnt can (laughs) (laughs) all right well we're very happy to hear that so uh what do you think about thanksgiving this year i mean a lot of people are upset about the cost that there's they're having to put in at the grocery store this year uh uh, jean pierre was out yesterday saying prices are down and everything's golden bidenomics is a thumbs up well the american farm bureau who i trust more than the white house press secretary or frankly president says actually that that and I don't have the date in front of me that Thanksgiving's a little bit cheaper um than it was last year uh and that's good news you know the, the you can't lie about the economic data um the inflationary spiral thanks to a decline in energy prices seems to have stopped um prices are not really going up much anymore mortgage rates um, have come down a little bit because nobody wanted to borrow money from banks to buy homes because home sales are as flat as they've ever been maybe at their flattest so there's there's some news that suggests the economy may be uh just about to turn the corner um and i think that's because congress has stopped shoveling 
um, money out the door as they did during the pandemic, not because of Bidenomics. Uh, on the other hand, there are some signals out there that say, you know, a, a, a recession is possible. You know, we may we may miss the soft landing and that things are going to get worse before they get better. I mean, they already are worse. Prices are higher now on just about everything than they were when Donald Trump left office. Home mortgage payments um, are up by you know, new mortgages are up by, I think, 285 percent a year um, because interest rates are up so much. And everybody knows we're paying more for gasoline. We're paying more for food. Um, we're paying more for the things that we need just just to live our lives. We're not talking about luxury goods. We're not talking about expensive vacations. We're not talking about fluff and fufara talking about necessary essentials and and take-home wages um, have been down week after week month over month for for at least a year if not longer so people are having to spend more I the same and still end up with less yeah and it's funny that uh KJP comes out and says, hey, listen, uh, prices are down. We're thrilled. You should all be thankful prices have come down. Well, it, it's great to say that, but, you know, when you raise prices so much more than they've ever been and then they tick down a degree or two, I don't really think that's worth bragging about. But I guess if you were in the Biden White House, you're really kind of <laughs> looking for a, a specific needle inside a stack of needles to, to, to point it's to. Like it's like being an arsonist and bragging that you didn't burn down the other guy's business. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was I was reading hey, a story. What are you worried about? The businesses on either side are still standing. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly right. I was reading a story today in L.A. They said turkeys in L.A. Uh, in the Brentwood area and around Hollywood are going at the grocery store any for anywhere from one hundred and twenty five to two hundred dollars a bird. That is insane uh I, well, I, I, wouldn't go, I wouldn't i wouldn't go to brentwood to buy a turkey believe me um you know you're just you're <laughs> just paying for the you're just paying for the markup just because it's brentwood but yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the farm bureau but you, you you gotta you gotta i mean we can't the the other guys lie about the numbers we have to be honest about the numbers and the american farm bureau federation puts these numbers out every year i saw the press release the White House sent it around. They did say that the price of turkey has generally come down. So it's a little bit cheaper. And the price of, this, of the sides are a little bit cheaper. And that's good news. But I don't think there's anything that the president's done in macroeconomic policy and farm policy, agriculture policy, trade policy that's done anything to bring those prices down. I think it's a matter of price competition between sellers that they're squeezing their margins in order to get customers. And you can only do that for so long because it's something that the three of us know that all of the economic bright lights in the White House seem to have missed, seem to have missed is you cannot sell something to the end user for less than it costs to produce it over time and stay in business. 
Yeah, absolutely. Peter, hold the line. We have a headline inbound. We got to take it and we'll pick up right where we left off on this amazing Thanksgiving 2023 with Peter Roth here on State of the Nation on today's News Talk TNT Radio. Uh, Here's some more potentially bad news. TNT Radio News. For TNT Radio News, this is James O'Neill. An unidentified female accuser filed a summons in civil court late last night accusing New York Mayor Eric Adams of sexually assaulting her when they were both working for the city in 1993. Chinese hospitals have been overwhelmed with children infected with pneumonia as respiratory illness outbreaks spike across the country. Quebec's Superior Court has blocked the McGill University Student Union from adopting a pro-Palestinian policy until a legal challenge against it can be heard in the court. Are you enjoying listening to TNT Radio? Do you think we're doing a good job? Then please let us know. Why not leave us a like or a positive review or comment on Facebook, Gab, or Getter? Help us get the word out as we cover the biggest topics of our time on today's News Talk TNT Radio. That's right. We do appreciate those likes, those comments, and those shares. Those shares are really important right now as we're moving into a video format. Of course, the audio format will always be there for you. We are full service 24-7 over here at Today's News Talk. We're joined by Peter Roth. You can find Peter as a regular on Ben Stein's podcast, The World According to Ben Stein, and on x.com at The Roth Draft. Now, uh, Peter... What do you think we're going to see in the coming year here as we move into the next phase of uh, the 2024 election cycle with regards to the economy? It seems as those are a lot of open goals for a lot of candidates and Americans at this point are pretty sick of uh, prices being the way they are, being threatened with recession and uh, stagnation, stagflation, all these things. What, what do you think is going to, is this going to be an open goal for some of our politicians? You know, I wish, I wish I had cards, video cards, so that I could play the clip from Ghostbusters. Well, Bill Murray, well, where, where Bill Murray is explaining to the mayor what could happen. Fire, flood, mass hysteria, dogs and cats sleeping together. Mass hysteria. <laughs> yes. Um, I play that here. I don't. I don't know where the economy is going. I am. It is. It is. The stock market is doing well right now. The interest rates. The interest rates are coming down, not because the Fed's bringing them down, but because banks are bringing them down. Inflation seems to have stopped because of the decline in energy prices. But is energy prices coming down because production's up? which is a good thing, or because demand is down, which is a bad thing. And which means there's, there's, we may have a surplus of durable goods. And so there are going to be layoffs coming. Um, we're, at, we're at as close to full employment as I think we can get. You know, so there's encouraging news. There's discouraging news. If the president continues um, to push for more spending, more government um stimulus we're going to get back to too much money chasing too few goods and the inflation is going to come back that will be bad that will be very bad that would be like crossing the streams bad it is it is it is an it is a non-starter um to the extent that we are in a good in a good position and i have a piece coming out um next week that that looks at this a little bit is that Joe Biden inherited an economy where the fundamentals were sound. The Tax Cuts and Jobs Act that passed in 2017 produced tremendous economic growth. Um, corporations 
bottom lines increased, jobs were created, it did everything it was promised to do, and was on track to produce more revenue for the government than would have been the case had the rates remained where they were. This is the secret of tax reform. You broaden the base, you drop the rates, you make it possible for people who work harder to earn more and keep more, and they will, and the government had has collateral benefit from that because they're taxing more money at a lower rate. This is the Laffer curve. It works. It makes sense. Yeah. And, and it's always attacked. Uh, it's always attacked as trickle down economics and it doesn't work and blah, blah, blah. But Peter, you're right. The Laffer curve works. Uh, people pay less taxes, but there's a lot more people paying those less taxes. And therefore the government ends up uh, getting more tax uh, revenue. And, I, and I, I because, of, because of growth, there's more money to tax. Now, I'm not cheering for taxes, but we need, I'm not a pure libertarian. We need some level of government. We ought to be paid for it, pay for it. We ought not to pay for it with borrowed money. Um, so, but we want, we want the, we want the, the economy to grow. That ought to be the primary focus of policymakers. It shouldn't be to balance the federal budget. It should yeah. be to grow the economy. A bigger economy is good for everybody. You know, we, we have, we have a stagnant economy now. The lockdowns that, that got the economy off track from where it was after Trump's tax cuts passed helped increase economic inequality. Now, I, I I don't know that economic inequality is a good thing or a bad thing. I think if you achieve economic greater economic equality by making everybody richer and narrowing the gap because the people with less money are getting richer faster than the people with a lot of money, that's a great thing. If you pursue economic equality, and this is what Biden and the progressives do by trying to grind down those at the upper end of the income stream so they have less money that's not good yeah yeah yeah, yeah clearly not good and as far as um everybody here in the united states as we move into the holidays uh which you know clearly today is sort of the marker uh are people what's the what's the credit debt looking like these days have people been leaning too much into the credit and how does that look for the economy well in that's the coming that's year? developed interestingly too because we put we put a lot of money out there the government put a lot of money out there into the economy under the rubric of pandemic assistance because of the lockdowns so people were getting money in that they couldn't spend some people, I think the evidence shows, were working off the books. So they were getting money from unemployment and they were getting government assistance and they were also getting cash under the table and they couldn't spend it. And then they spent it. And now consumer debt is rising and people are relying on their credit cards to buy food, to pay their mortgage and to pay their utility bills. And you know, the, the way I was brought up, you know, credit cards were short. To, you, you needed to think of a credit card as a short term loan to pay for something you needed that you couldn't entirely afford all at once. It was a short term loan at a, at a higher rate of interest that you were going to pay off quickly. It wasn't extra money. And now 
because Biden has mismanaged the economy, there are too many American families who are depending on those credit cards to meet monthly and weekly essentials. People are running out of money before they run out of month. Yeah. That's yeah. not sustainable. Can't make their ends meet. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, and, and we're finding out that more people in the state in the country right now are living paycheck to paycheck than at any time in modern history. That's uh that's not a good thing. Um, but you know, I am happy to see that my 401k is doing okay. But um uh, the economy is uh, how close are we to stagflation, do you think, Peter? Is that is that a fear? I have I have I have no idea. You know, I, I I don't believe in the Phillips curve, which says you can either have low unemployment and high inflation or low inflation and high unemployment, but you can't have both. And Jimmy Carter proved in, in the in the late 1970s that that you, in fact, could have both. And the Phillips curve was wrong, but I don't necessarily know what causes stagflation. I am not an economist by training. I'm I'm sort of an economist by um, acquisition of knowledge. Uh, derived over many years of, of of writing about it and studying public policy and working in the in the public policy in the journalism arena. So I don't know that stagnation is a fear, that stagflation is a fear. What I am worried about is 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 the inflation rate coming back. I am worried about the pressure that the higher interest rates are putting on debt repayment. The, the, the squeeze that that puts on the federal budget, the squeeze that that puts on discretionary spending. And I'm also worried, frankly, about the lack of the lack of will of the politicians in Washington to address creatively the non-discretionary spending, things like Medicare and Social Security, which are teetering on bankruptcy, and but seem to always be teetering on bankruptcy. So you wonder if you can take that seriously. But I want you know, I want the politicians to be talking about creative ways to protect everybody's retirement and retirement health care. I don't want them arguing about it like it's a political football and lying that this party's going to cut it or that party's going to cut it. There are there are reasonable steps that can be ch- taken to change the existing system or without raising taxes, or we can do something radical, like propose that 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 from now on, you know, that the government gets the seven and a half percent from um, uh, that employers contribute to Social Security, but the seven and a half percent that the three of us contribute to Social Security, we have some measure of control over how that's invested. And if we want to put that in a 401k or an index fund instead of giving it to the government so the government can loan it to itself in the form of, of, uh, selling T-bills so that they'll have money to pay the operating expenses that we might make a better return. Because I want every American to have a secure retirement. I don't want anybody eating dog food because they're 70 years old and didn't save. Yeah, I want everybody safe. Yeah. Well, but I don't want them safe because the government's handing them money that they didn't earn and invest. I want to make everybody an investor. All right. Well, you just blew out what I was about to say. I was going to say drenched in sarcasm luckily the government cares about us so much they're willing to tell us whether we are essential or not and whether we need to ruin our lives to save uh 0.02 percent of people from a respiratory illness so they're great uh but yes uh (laughs) peter in all seriousness thank you for everything you do find peter thank you absolutely you can find peter at roft draft on twitter newsweek the Roth Draft. Thank you. The Roth Draft on Twitter or X American Liberty News, Newsweek, Daily Caller, and right here at TNT. Thank you, Peter, and 
Happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, Peter. Take care. Yes, indeed. Santa Claus is coming before you know it. All right, you too. This is State of the Nation on today's News Talk, TNT Radio. The climate agenda is a national security risk. Where do you hear this? From Washington, D.C., this is the Morano Minute with your host, TNT Radio's Mark Morano. The climate and energy policies of California are threatening the security of residents. California has increased crude oil imports from foreign countries from 5% just 25 years ago to more than 75% today. According to Heartland analyst Ronald Stein, California is the only state in the United States that imports most of its crude oil feedstock to instant state refineries from foreign countries. California needs this oil for nine international airports and 41 military airports, as well as shipping ports up and down the coast. Meanwhile, Asia has 88 new oil refineries manufacturing fuel for California's airports and shipping terminals. It's time we recognize that the climate agenda is a national security threat. This is Mark Morano for the Morano Minute on TNT Radio. Eggs. You can fry them, scramble them, poach them, boil them, or race them on a spoon. But uncooked eggs can be a risk for food poisoning. To be safe, avoid buying dirty or cracked eggs. Always wash your hands after handling eggs. And if you're concerned, pregnant, elderly, or have a poor immune system, make sure you cook eggs until the yolk starts to firm. Or look for new pasteurized eggs. For excellent eggs, handle them safely. Conversations about what matters the most. This is State of the Nation on today's News Talk, TNT Radio. You are uh, watching and listening to State of the Nation on TNT Radio. I'm Steve Hook. Brian Hesher McLean is here as well. And now we're very happy to welcome our next guest, Lou Pate from the Lou Pate Show. And Lou, gobble, gobble, man. Happy Thanksgiving to you, brother. How are you today? Well, Looking happy very Thanksgiving festive. to Happy Thanksgiving to you and Steve. Yeah, I got I switched from the Halloween motif from when we last got together, and I didn't have much Thanksgiving stuff, so I went straight to Christmas. <laughs> but I, <laughs> I was saying to you, um, Thanksgiving Day here in America, for those listening around the world, um, I thought do you have rock and roll in your in your veins, Steve. And I know Brian has uh, metal in his in his veins. So because we we talked about once metal shop we grew up on. But are we going to play Alice's Restaurant all seventeen minutes of it? Uh, I've already done it. I've already done it. We we woke up and played it. I I will I will uh, I will cop to this. I woke up as I was getting everybody. We had a very early Thanksgiving here because of the show. Uh, I put on the Alice's Restaurant Massacre in four-part harmony, uh, and then I went straight to a, an album that you guys are going to be shocked to hear, but it's a good one. It is the soundtrack to Memoirs of a Geisha. It is Yo-Yo Ma, Itzhak Perlman, as conducted by John Williams, and it is a brilliant classical record that you can just put on in the background. It's very cool. So that's what I've listened to, but Stones are coming up later. <laughs> and uh, the right. funny thing is, I know we'll get to topics. I just want to say that my my I have no children, but my friends' kids, and I, I have a house full of people here. They don't even know who Arlo Guthrie is. They they make me feel old. I'm like, it's a classic. It's Americana. How could you kids not know? All they're doing is watching TikTok videos all day at my house. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you'd have to bet, get get about eight TikTok videos to get half of that song in, really. Yeah, it's true. All 17 minutes, but, but it's great to be here with you guys. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you for having me. 
Yeah. Yeah. Glad happy glad Thanksgiving. So Lou, we're curious, you know, yesterday when we heard about this, uh, well, they, they initially were trying to call it a terror attack. There was an accident on the rainbow bridge, a car exploded, uh, and immediately people, the, the, the media and apparently the feds, uh, started saying, Hey, this might be a terror incident, la la. And you started seeing a lot of analysis around the claims and as it turns out, when the video came out today and the witness reports came out today, uh, it appears to be some sort of terrible accident. Husband and wife uh, somehow landed on the accelerator and bad things ensued. How, what did you think when you heard the initial reports yesterday? Well, we, we first we, we, we're learning that with the American media, the American corporate sponsored media, that the first thing that always comes out, uh, Brian and Steve, is that they're wrong. Everything. The first thing that comes out is always wrong. And then they have to reset later. Um, I was skeptical as to whether it was terrorism or not right away, because why blow up you know, a toll booth, uh, an entry booth? I've I've crossed through there uh, many times and I've crossed through Blaine, Washington, uh, going back into Seattle when I lived there. And unless it's loaded with people like when you're coming in through Mexico and it wasn't yesterday and then you see the video. That this guy, like they didn't, it wasn't like first I thought, okay, maybe it's terrorists going down to Los Angeles or somewhere, and they it went off accidentally. But then you see the video, it, it this guy launched, he went, they said they're saying 40 feet in the air, and he was on his way to a kiss concert. We're talking about music, yo yo ma, and we're talking about metal and rock and roll. <laughs> Evidently, he was on his way to a kiss concert, uh, in, in Toronto, and he's driving a Bentley. And OK, turns out now it's not terrorism. They ruled it out right away once they realized a husband and a wife sadly both perished. But that's but that's the thing. That's what's bugging me about it is is that because it's not terrorism, the issue of our open borders and the big problem that's coming in, whether it's terrorism, Chinese nationals, fentanyl, coke, weed, whatever. Now, that's not going to be an issue anymore because this just was, as you said, Brian, a tragic accident. And that's what's irking me. It's like, I don't wish it was terrorism, but I, I almost prefer that it was because, you know, no one on the ground was killed. The only people that were killed were in the car. And if they were terrorists, hypothetically, they'd be dead terrorists with just some uh, you know uh, damage around there. But now it's not terrorism. And it's Thanksgiving and the story's going to go away, except for that video where the guy comes screaming in. They, they're speculating he might have had a, a medical issue of some sort. But it's I'm sad that he lost his life. Um, we know a Bentley can go very fast, uh, very quickly and, and launch. But now that it's not terrorism, it's a done deal. I mean, what do you guys think? This, if, yeah. if it was terrorism, they'd be shutting down the border. I, well, you know, this is that's exactly what I was about to get at. Uh, the thing is, is it, I don't know that it was the feds in the U.S. that were immediately raising the terrorism flag. But what ended up happening is the second the incident happened, uh, Trudeau in Canada locked all borders crossing into the U.S. and shut down the airports, the closest airports uh, of any air travel to and from the U.S. So I think that kind of everybody, well, wait a minute now, if they're going to do that, this must be terror. It sounded like, oh, it's an explosion. Well, it's an explosion when you launch a car 40 feet in the air and slam it into a into a, a toll booth. Uh, there's a good yeah. chance there's going to be a pretty big fire uh, ball there, uh, which there was. And uh, yeah, it, it's tragic. I'm wondering if there was an argument in the car. Maybe, you know, I don't know, but who knows? Uh, but sadly, the uh, husband and wife did uh, did perish in that. And if you watch the video, that was obvious. That was that was obvious. Brian, where are you at on? I mean, what, what did you think? 
I was immediately skeptical when I was hearing reports of uh, a car loaded with explosives. You know, I was like, okay, wait a minute. Uh, because first off, we know that it went through the first checkpoint. So it had already made it through the most difficult checkpoint, the ones where if you had good security, they would be finding things like that. You know, but of course, some people are really sneaky, uh, you know, so I didn't put it, th put it out of the realm of possibility. But the, uh, my, my thing was, yeah, as of yesterday, was like, I do not have enough information to make an assessment on this. And I'm not going to jump to terrorism until I see something solid. And then when I saw it today, it was uh, really sad. Um, I guess, I don't know, on a lighter note, um, probably a pretty successful life. If you can afford a Bentley and a, a ticket Bentley, to yeah. see Kiss Jeez. on their final tour, those are like <laughs> 1500 bucks a seat. Um, but Lou, wait, uh, hold on, regards... hold on. I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah. I saw Kiss on their final tour in 1996. Yeah, I bet it was only 150 bucks. <laughs> well, I, I would I would just say this, Lou, to your to to to, to Asher's point about jumping to terror. This this goes to what you said, Lou, um, that that you got the media will always get it wrong at first, and this is part of the problem. I think the media wants to be the first, whatever media outlet it is, except for TNT, because we were very circumspect about this story when we broke it yesterday it had just happened when we were on the air and the media always wants to be first so if one outlet says it looks like terrorism it's like dominoes they all say it and then they all have to retract it later it's uh it, it, it's it's pretty sad uh but there it I, is I, I don't like to defend uh prime minister trudeau but um you know, at, at first, it sounds like maybe he overreacted, but I guess, in, you know, just to be cautious to shut things down temporarily till you find out. I, I, I mean, it feels like an overreaction, but I, I don't think it was. What do you guys think? I don't know. It seems to me like a phone call to maybe the some of the Border Patrol that were there and witnessed it might have cleared everything up for a lot of people right from the get go. There were people there that witnessed that that said this was a terrible accident. You know, that car looked like it was going 100 miles an hour. Guy seized up. Guy died. Who knows what happened? Argument. It could be a million things, but definitely did not look like, uh, you know, a terrorist event for anyone that was sitting there, I think. Um, but Lou, what are you what, are you traveling at all this year? Are you hearing anything about the all time travel highs right now in the airports and everything? Because we're starting to see some. Uh, things that make you a little hesitant about wanting to run down to the airport this weekend. No, I'm, I'm personally not traveling. I, I did for 20 some odd years, always going home to New York to see the family. And uh, some of them are watching now. Hi, happy Thanksgiving. I told them, I love you guys to death, but come to Florida. If, if we're going to be together, but they're all together up there. I'm the only one who's not there, but I, with COVID now, with nobody believing COVID is, is as dangerous as they first told us, it seems that holiday travel is back the day before Thanksgiving. The Wednesday before Thanksgiving is, again, the busiest travel day of the year. And there's the problems that come with that. Uh, so it, it seems like, you know, people are back into the groove. Um, no, I personally stay away from airports. Now, I don't think there's any fear of terrorism, um, fear of canceled flights, um, people not being prepared, yeah. things of that nature. But I don't think it's anything terrorism related. It's just going to be the normal hassles that come with when we all want to move at the same exact moment to the same exact places. Yeah. Well, thankfully, I'm not traveling anywhere. Uh, I travel downstairs to the studio and then. And then back upstairs to the buffet. That's it. I'm doing. That's all I'm doing. 
I think it's a good sign, though, that travel is back and that it's that hectic and that chaotic and that people are going, you know, over the river and through the woods to see grandma uh, yeah. because it tells that no one's paying attention to the CDC. No one's paying attention to the pharmaceutical sponsored corporate media who's paying for the talking points to be delivered. No one's no one's listening to anybody in authority when it comes to wear a mask. Um, get the new COVID shot because the numbers of people who are getting them are are incredibly low compared to, you know, when it first came out. So many people are not getting the COVID shot. People are, are traveling. They're not wearing masks. They're traveling just in general, which is great. So they're not listening to the CDC. They're not listening to the media, which is bought and paid for. And, I, you know, this is the, the first giant step to the world being back, America being back. But then in, in in partnership with the world being back and the kind of thumb in their nose at the powers that be who lied to us uh, for three years and made a lot of people get uh, shots that eventually killed them. You don't hear much about that. So it's a yeah. it, it's a good sign, even with all the hecticness and all the chaos. Lou, I think you just found our a great thing for us to be thankful for today. We <laughs> here at State right. of the Nation on today's new talk are thankful that so many of you are now questioning authority, questioning everything, questioning big pharma, questioning all things that are dialectically driven. I mean, isn't that wonderful? It is. It is. It's, it's the one thing we could all agree on that at this point in history, the largest number of people from all backgrounds, all races, all religions, all political backgrounds are coming to a consensus not to trust the government, not to trust the media. Uh, who, whoever thought that so many, a large percentage, I don't have a percentage number, but judging by the number of people who are traveling and the number of people who are not getting the shot, uh, a lot of people are agreeing. And I know that a lot of people don't like to agree that we can agree in this society, but it is something to be thankful for. It's an excellent point. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I'm thankful for it. And, you know, but, but I'm also a little bit... Uh, I'm thankful for it, but I'm sad that I'm thankful for it because I would like to think that it never had to have gone down the way it did. The cynicism in this nation, especially surrounding big pharma, five years ago, I would have defended big pharma to the hilt for so many things because they've invented so many great life-saving and life-extending drugs, and nobody can deny that they have done that. But I'm telling you what, COVID pulled the curtain back on that. It also pulled the curtain back on government. It also pulled the curtain back on media and the uh, the unholy alliance between those three, uh, media, big pharma, and government, uh, just really, well, they kicked themselves in the nuts with this. Nobody nobody pays attention to any of them anymore. Um, in our, in our last 40 seconds here, Lou, if you can take right. us out on this in our last 40 seconds here, happy Thanksgiving, buddy. Happy Thanksgiving uh, to you, Steve, to you, Hesh. I do appreciate you guys uh, having me here. And uh, yeah, as we, we kick off we from the Thanksgiving season, we kick off into the Christmas season and our friends uh, of the Jewish faith and the Hanukkah season, you know, hopefully we can resolve this thing that's going on in the Middle East with uh, no, nobody else dying. But yeah, unfortunately, that's not going to be the case. But uh, you guys are going to have plenty of time to talk about that in the future. But Steve Hook, uh, Brian McLean, the famous Hesh, thank you for having me here. Happy Thanksgiving to you, your families, and the TNT family. I appreciate you having me. God bless Thanks, you. Lou. Thank you. Thank All you right, sir. this is TNT Radio.